Steve always says, somebody will come out to you at some point in your life. Somebody you love, a family member, somebody you know is either wanting to come out to you or they will come out to you. It's going to touch us all. Yeah. One of the closest people in your life will come out to you at some point. Yeah. Not just like some distant person. It will be someone who is you feel very close to, that you care so much about. At some point, we all have someone in our life that is gay. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband in Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex-love, marriage, ex-marriage, divorce, ex-divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself, then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex-husband on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband-in-Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. I was sick this week. (laughs) Glad I'm feeling better, mostly. And that's how we're going to start off this episode. All right. I can add the first part back in. (laughs) Cool. All right. Well. We already welcomed everybody previously, so welcome. Okay. (laughs) This is weird now. Why do you guys get so weird about it? It's only weird because you make it weird. We need to take away her button privileges. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Take away my button privileges. I don't care. Ooh. We have a coloring book. We do have a coloring book. We can talk about that. I'm just now seeing it for the first time. Steve has not seen it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's Pride Month, and we wanted to do something special for Pride Month. And so we have a Love Boldly coloring book. And the idea around this is to educate and create conversations around the queer community so that we can talk to our kids, talk to each other, be more Go ahead and read the, uh, what is the title of this coloring book? Love Boldly, Celebrating All Kinds of Love. There we go. Yeah. I like it. So it's got, this isn't the final draft, just so you know, Steve, there are some tweaks. So don't just lay into it. Whoa. (laughs) I know how you work. Do you? So there are a couple pages that have I didn't know that's how I work. Terms. Good to know. <laughs> well, every time you step foot in our home, oh, we need to do this, this, and this. Oh, stop. I haven't so done that in years. Anyways, there's terms and definitions on a couple pages, and then there's obviously just fun coloring pages. Give me an example, Matt. Um, well, when was the last time I said, hey, y'all need to do this? Uh, See, Our piano bench is broken. <laughs> it was literally laying in like five pieces on the floor. It is still And laying. all I said was, what happened here? <laughs> He's just messing with you now. <laughs> yeah, because he can't think of any examples of a time that I've said. Steve has made a conscious effort to not do that anymore. <laughs> it's true. So anyways, this is a coloring book. Y'all have made it clear you don't need me to renovate oh. or re- redecorate your house. I don't care. No. Steve. What? Look at that page. Oh, I missed Did it. Did you notice what it is? Ah. <laughs> it's me and Penny. And no, I did not notice. There's a surprise page. Oh, I love it. That's Penny and Steve I didn't tell them about. Isn't it cute? It is cute. <laughs> Penny's chubby cheeks. Yep. Ooh, my hair looks good. <laughs> you can thank Brooke for that. Sweet. Thanks, Brooke. <laughs> yeah, and anybody can color any color they want. Yeah. Sweet. Let's see what so colors. So send in your people. pictures of what oh, yeah, colors and Steve will do it. <laughs> yeah, please uh, submit your photos of Steve and Penny. 
<laughs> Are you guys in it? Nope. That's the only picture, just you and Penny at Pride. Sweet. This is yeah. volume one, so volume I'm one. expecting to be in volume two. <laughs> Matt's going to get decked out in his Pride gear, and we're going to get a picture of him in there. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. Cool. That's it. I like it. Yeah, I'm excited. So where can people get these coloring books? I love the last page. Let me be perfectly queer. Yeah, I like that one <laughs> A thousand too. times. <laughs> so you can pick this up in our show notes. The link in our Instagram bio has it. Or you can go to, oh my gosh, theboldlogic.com forward slash coloring book. I got there. It's even on the board. <laughs> I think I think we're going to have a coloring contest. Yeah. Col- color the one of me, me and against Penny. you. <laughs> no. <laughs> People can color the page of me and Penny and submit it. Kind of like you used to do at the grocery store as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Tag us. <laughs> we need to come up with pictures. something like that. I would love to see. We just came up with it. People mm. doing their coloring book. <laughs> is there a prize? Yes. Okay. There will be a prize. We don't know what that prize is. Jessica yet. will come up with it. Because well, I was just going to say Steve will come up with it. Because we just announced it. But we'll come up with a prize after we record this. So there will be a prize. So yeah, that's super exciting. And then let's save the other announcement till the end. Okay. But Matt has a review that he's going to read for yeah, us. Yeah, I'd like to read a new review that we've got. The title of this review is Seriously Awesome. Seriously. It says, it's a five-star review. Thank you. What an incredible example of love and family. I love the dynamic and there are just so many great lessons I'm learning. Jessica is amazing. Ugh. That's why she won. What about- <laughs> <laughs> that's how the review ends. Yeah, that's it. It's true. It's funny because whenever people say things about me specifically, I get like a little weird about it. Do I feel you? I feel weird about it. And even more so because you told me to read this one. Well, it's the newest and review. I'm, I'm just- <laughs> do, it. do you want me to read it now too? <laughs> yeah, if I could get sound clips of each of you saying Jessica is amazing, I would really appreciate that. Jessica is amazing. <laughs> Can we add a page in the coloring book that this says is that? Jessica is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that goes with our... Uh... Make it a quote. Who's the, who's, who left the review? I don't know. Somebody. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you for ratings and reviews. We super appreciate them and they mean a lot to us. They also... Help other people find our podcast, which then provides support for other people looking for what we have to offer. Awesome. Um, <laughs> so I have a question. How, Steve, how's Jared? Who's Jared? <laughs> <laughs> Who's Jared? That's a code name. That is a code name, and I know who it's for. <laughs> so, so I think it's funny because. In our Instagram live, somebody had asked, do you guys have any embarrassing co-parenting moments? I do now. We do now. We have one now, people. So I wasn't there, and I'm just trying to get a You may as well have been. Come on. I would have made it that much better. <laughs> you could just walk in as well, well I didn't. right into my house. I yelled, and I knocked. <laughs> you yelled, are you naked? I'm coming in. No, 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 no. This is and what happened. This is what happened. 
And I almost was. This is what <laughs> not happened. Really, not really. I pulled up to Steve's house to drop Penny off before they went camping. I thought I was picking Penny up. I told my... you specifically that I was dropping her I assumed off. this was my fault. I did. <laughs> I didn't go back and like check the text, but I assumed. I checked because I was like, oh, this was bad. Yeah, totally my bad then. So I told you I will drop Penny <laughs> off before we went to Hank's game. But I did not give you a specific time. So that was totally on me. I said, And I had told you, hey, I'm not going to be done as early as I thought. It'll be at least five. At least five. Yeah. And I said, Hank's game is at six. I'll drop her off before then. So I was assuming five. Like that I made the assumption, which was not assumptions aren't good. Well, we always know (laughs) when you assume you make an ass out of you and me. And your ex-husband and the boy who's in his living room with him when you show up. (laughs) (laughs) So I pull up to Steve's house to drop a penny and I thought I was late because it was like 5.15. I actually remember it was (laughs) 5.11. And I pull up and Steve's car's open, the trunk's open. So I was like, oh, great. He's packing things up. Getting ready to go. We can just throw (laughs) Penny's stuff in. Like, we're right on time. So I did not notice. So did you not notice any other car? I did not notice the other car in front of his house because all I looked at was his car with the trunk open. Oh, my gosh. And your garage door's open. So we literally, Penny and I hop out of the car and I'm yelling like, hey, Steve, we're here. No, literally all you yelled was. No, no, no. (laughs) I yelled in the garage (laughs) several times. So you went through the garage. We went through the garage. And why not the front door? I don't know. Because the garage was open and we, I don't know. Because I'm comfortable at Steve's house, apparently. Mm-hmm, apparently. But now I will be a little more aware. Jared's not. <laughs> Jared's not. I really wanted to hear this from Jared's point of view. So I knock on the door and I yelled your name a couple times. I open the door and somebody's coming out of the bathroom. And I assumed it was you, Steve. No, nope, it's Jared. So I shut the door. I shut the garage door and I yell, hey, are you naked? <laughs> That's what makes this so great. <laughs> because I'm coming in? Yeah. Yes. So. And I'm and my response is just like, uh, no, but. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm not naked. And you come walking in. I didn't walk in. I just opened the door okay. and looked down the hall. And I'm like, oh. And I'm just like, hey, guys, this is Jared. <laughs> Jared, this is my ex-wife and my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So Jared's this guy about a couple of years ago out of town. Okay. And he comes through Boise quite often, but I have n- never been here when he does. Oh. We always miss, miss each, each other. other. And <laughs> he'll never be here. He'll never, <laughs> he'll never stop again. <laughs> and he messaged like an hour before and he's like, hey, actually he'd messaged days before and said, I'm coming to Boise this weekend. You're going to be around. And I was like, no, I'm leaving town. Per usual, I'll be out of town while you're in my town. So we'll miss each other again. But I was way later getting out of town with Penny than I'd planned. And so he messaged and just said, hey, I'm about a half hour out from Boise. Just thought I'd see if you'd already left. And I was like, I'm loading up my car, leaving in about an hour. It's like, if you want to stop by, come say hi. (laughs) I was like, I'm literally just loading up my car and then I'll pick up my daughter on my way out of town. He's like, yeah, I'll swing by as long as it's no problem. So he got there and was there literally long enough to say hi. Can I use your bathroom? Oh, are you serious? That was it? That was it. So there you go. Yeah. That's the 
other thing is I didn't know what was going what on. was going on or what had happened right before. <laughs> so well, now you know. <laughs> nothing before and nothing after. <laughs> and then I'm like, Penny, go to your room and finish packing. She's like, okay. <laughs> uh, oh, man. I felt so, so bad. Yeah. So then you leave sheepishly. <laughs> I kept going, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> and Penny's doing her thing. And uh, he's just like, so I got to meet the whole family. <laughs> like, it sure did. <laughs> oh, my god! And he gosh. knows. We've talked enough that he knows that I have a kid and an ex-wife and everything. And anyway, for all I know, maybe he listens to the podcast. I don't know. But it's so it funny. It was quite funny. It was but, so funny. I could not stop laughing. I was sure you oh, yeah. had had like So a... she gets to the baseball game. <laughs> And you literally like, just hooked up or something. Yeah, you just called somebody over for a quickie and before you left. And I was for like, camping. oh my gosh, I just made this so awkward. <laughs> it probably would have been. <laughs> yes, if I had not shown up with your daughter. Honestly, I don't know if I would have had time for anything anyway, but because we were super late. And anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but. so she gets to the baseball game. I'm already at the baseball game. And, like, I can hear her, like, 20 feet behind me just still giggling. Like, giggling. And I'm like, what is going on? And she gets to me, and she's like, she's lost it. Giggling. And I'm like, what happened? She's like, I just totally had an embarrassing moment with Steve. And this was it. It was so funny. So now we know the story. Funny part was, though, when Penny's pretty nonchalant about yeah. I mean, at least she was in that instance, like. Yeah. But once he left, which he did a few minutes later, we talked for like three or four minutes in my kitchen. Then I was like, all right, clearly, clearly, like I got to <laughs> I got to get my daughter's stuff and head out the door. So good to see you. Thank you for stopping by. Sorry, it was weird. <laughs> and uh, are you naked? <laughs> <laughs> I've never yelled that in your house. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm coming in. <laughs> Oh my god! Like who yells that at their ex husband's house? We do. Except that she yelled it at the guy in her ex husband's house bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) The guy that she saw coming out of his bathroom and yelled it. But as after he leaves, Penny comes walking out and just gives me this side eye and says, "Who's Jared?" (laughs) (laughs) Jared is cute. He is. He's cute boy. Very much so. <laughs> I literally laughed all night. Like, every time I thought about it, I just started busting up again. I was so embarrassed. I couldn't even talk to you about it that day. I know. I thought you were mad at me, and I felt really bad because I didn't want you to be mad at me. <laughs> I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> but then you're like, I'm not mad. I'm just I'm glad just you weren't mad at me. I wasn't mad. I just thought it was so funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And then the Pepto. Because you could have been mad at me about, like... Hey, I'm going to pick Penny up before, and then, hey, I'm going to be away later, and then you come over, and the reason I'm later is there's a boy in my house. Yeah, like, I know. <laughs> right. It wasn't the reason I was later. He just stopped by while I was packing. But anyway, you could have been mad at me. I wasn't going to make any assumptions. It was your time with Penny. It was whatever. You already made enough of those. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I made kidding, enough assumptions. <laughs> oh, man. Well, good. I'm glad we uh, cleared up that backstory. Yeah. And, you know. <laughs> Sorry, Jared. 
<laughs> we literally try me again. <laughs> started into this conversation, and then we were like, "Okay, we can't talk about this because no, we're going to wait until the I, podcast." I, like, I, I don't want to hear anything <laughs> else from you. I'm just I want to wait until we have all of us together <laughs> so we can get the full story. Right. I'm not going to make any assumptions here. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Yeah, and then and then yesterday, your text message, <laughs> yeah, I could use some pesto, more pesto. <laughs> so, so as we mentioned, Steve's been so, sick. Yeah. And, and, he asked, and Jessica says, hey, is there anything you need? And, and I'm like, no, I'm fine. And Steve, I, I apologize because if she would have just let me read the text message, you I would have put it together. You know. But I was down here working and I didn't know until after she got home. Too funny. <laughs> So I died. He says he needs I said, more pesto. Yeah. Jessica says, do you need anything? And I said, no, I'm fine. Still just a little sick to my stomach. Actually, I could use some Pepto. But you said pesto. She, but he wrote Auto, pesto. Autocorrect. Or just and it just so typing. happened that we had some pesto <laughs> in so our fridge. Within, pesto. within minutes. <laughs> it is on my porch. <laughs> And then Jessica texts me back, hey, I dropped that off on your porch. <laughs> as soon as I drove away, I'm like, I bet he meant Pepto. <laughs> after, he, after you dropped it off on his front porch. <laughs> Not just driving away from our house thinking, oh, maybe he means Pepto. It's, I'm dropped off the pesto already, I, but maybe he meant Pepto. Like, literally, I got to the corner after I from Steve's house, and I was like... Oh. <laughs> Ding. I thought for sure you had done it as a joke because I had mistyped. <laughs> no, it wasn't a joke. She full on thought you wanted pesto. Last time you were sick, you asked me for like cheese and crackers and like <laughs> fancy food. So I was like, I don't know, maybe he needs pesto. He wants more it's fancy food. <laughs> That was the one thing I was lacking. <laughs> Actually, yes, I could use some pesto and some gray poupon. I was like, does Steve use pesto? I'm impressed he uses pesto. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. Well, he ran out, so he needed more. Oh my yep. gosh. So then we got him some pepto <laughs> and frozen bananas. Yeah. Oh man, that was the best <laughs> ever. <laughs> Too funny. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna contain myself. Any any other strange stories from the week we need to share? I don't think so. We covered them. Not that I can recall. Oh, got the uh, pickleball set up. I saw videos of y'all pickleballing it out there. So you need yes, to come when over. You when feel you feel better. Ahead. Come play pickleball with Matt because I'm really not that great, as you know from my tennis skills. Both of you know from my tennis skills. So both of you have said to me when playing tennis with me, would you please just play for reals? <laughs> <laughs> I am playing well, for real. You get so goofy, though. That's because I'm in, because I can't hit the ball. Well, and then yesterday <laughs> we were driving in the car and she goes, yeah, one summer I took tennis lessons. I was like, you've taken tennis lessons? <laughs> I was like 10. <laughs> yeah. I took well, tennis lessons. So. Yeah. Well, we should play. Yeah, we definitely should. So C Craig, Jessica's dad, he wants to enter in some leagues with me and play doubles. <laughs> he would play for reals. Uh, oh, yeah. He would we, be we've intense. already been playing. In fact, uh, <laughs> and, when was it? Thursday, 
You played for like an hour and a half. Yeah, we played for an hour and a half <laughs> during the middle of the day. And it was awesome. pickleballers, they are intense. Yeah, kind of like I, crossfitters, right? It's like, who knew that those things were like hand in hand, but they must be. Because <laughs> I, I joined my friend Tressa once to be her doubles partner to play in a pickles tournament. And it was just like a, a not a tournament, just like a, I mean, I guess it was. Just people sign up and go play on a Saturday. Yeah. And those people are seriously intense. It got heated on the pickleball court. Like Tressa about threw down with this dude because he watched us play and saw that I wasn't very good. So when it, in the bracket came time for, the, for his team to play me and Tressa, he refused and said, hey, you know, we don't get to do this very often. We're only here for a couple hours. We want to play someone who's serious about this. And Tressa got in his face and said, we played this. We paid the same amount that you did to be here. And we're just as serious about this. And you are. I don't know what all she said, but she laid down and said, you can either disqualify your team and march out of here or you can play as scheduled. Oh my gosh. <laughs> did he play? He played. They creamed us. <laughs> I brought my A game for Tressa for her honor. <laughs> but my A game wasn't that good. <laughs> That's okay. Good well, let's job. Let's get that A game up. Way but to put loved, yourself out there. Oh, I loved that she like was ready to go to <laughs> battle to defend my my pickleball my my pickleball rights. <laughs> I had paid my nine fifty to join that day. <laughs> Absolutely, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, Pride Month. We are doing a whole month of discussions topics around. So Pride Month is Pride, June, right? Is June? Yes. Yep. Is Pride, are they doing Pride here in Boise? Yeah, in September. In September. First week in September. Just pushing things back in hopes that things are even better with Corona. By then. Yeah. Got it. Awesome. I think it was mostly a sponsorship thing. They needed, got to have dollars to put on a Pride Festival and companies have to have dollars budgets as well. for dollars <laughs> to donate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Sweet. So September we're going to be going to Pride. Some form. <gasps> we need to see if we can get like. It's a big one this year. It's three days. Usually it's only two days like in Boise. Like a parade. Be in the parade. That's what I said. Remember I two years ago? I thought we should do a parade float. Let's look into that. They're Come really. Pride, people. For some reason, they're really. What's the word? Not picky. Anyway, they're, they're very selective about who they let have a mm. pride float because they want to keep the, the parade short. Oh. I guess. Okay. Well, we're going to look into it. We're going to yeah. look into something of pride. It'd be fun to be there. So this week, we wanted to talk about how you should respond when somebody comes out to you. We've touched on this topic before, but I think it's one that's always good to revisit and always a good topic to talk about, right? Because it's a big deal. <laughs> and you only have one, one shot at it. Yeah. Yeah, and ideally... I from mean, both sides, right? From both sides. Yeah. If you, if from the person coming out to you and vice versa, like that's, you have one shot for both of that with that interaction to make it right. right. Not, not that that's going to make or break the it's rest of your relationship, it, yeah. but it is, I mean, clearly someone who, at least in some cases, may have been considering this decision for weeks or months or years or half mm -hmm. their life. And there's a lot hinging on your response to them and it very well could be a a relationship changing moment so you just want to be ready for it if it happens i was thinking about when you and i officially had a talk about you being gay steve 
And you didn't really come out to me. I called you out, right? Mm -hmm. When you actually had accepted the fact you were gay in that moment. And I found out because of all of the receipts and things that said homosexual on them that you had had me return to a bookstore. Anyways, you weren't expecting that I knew that mm -hmm. you had come to terms with the fact you were gay. Right? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I did the right thing. <laughs> it's true, though. It is true. So, do you remember that conversation? Yeah. Parts of it, at least. How did you feel? Like I was losing my... <laughs> were you scared? I was terrified. Hmm. Like you were losing your what? My world. Like... Because you asked me, are you gay? Like, but this is like the second time I'm talking oh, about. Oh, okay, then no. To After you've been I'd... in counseling, because that first time you were still in denial. <clears throat> to oh, me. I was totally in denial. You told me you weren't so gay. So you're talking about the second conversation. I'm talking about the second conversation. All right, refresh my memory then. Yeah, so where did the second this. conversation happen? On the phone when you'd been in counseling. Oh, yeah. When That's I was... what I'm saying. I took the receipt. You were in Belize already. I was still in Boise, and you gave me this receipt of things to return to Deseret Book. There were like a couple of CDs you had me return. But on that receipt, you forgot that there was all of these books about being homosexual and in the church. Mm -hmm. And so I saw that on the receipt and then did called you. Did I actually you. forget that those things were on there or did I You just... didn't tell me. I don't know. Was it intentional to have me see them? I don't, and I don't like, know. It probably wasn't intentional. Maybe it was subconscious. I, well, I'm just wondering if it was unintentional, intentional, or if I... You and I had or not Or if I just had... was comfortable enough with... You seeing it. I don't know. You and I had not had a conversation about the fact you had come to terms with the fact you were gay. Like it Which had, clearly I had if I was buying books of yes. how to stay in the church when you're gay. And, <laughs> and they were books that your counselor had suggested. Right. But like you never came to me and said, hey, I am gay. Until I asked you. Mm -hmm. So I was just wondering like, I don't know if that was the right thing to do. I mean, obviously for me, it was what I needed. Well, and obviously for us, <laughs> we it was. Were married. <laughs> yeah. But like, I mean, I never would have gotten to a point that I was ready to come out. And... Yeah. Just blatantly say that to me. Yeah, I doubt it. I would have like continued to live in total denial, I'm guessing. Until I probably did some horrifying thing and ended our marriage in a much worse way, probably. So it was okay that I asked you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny that you need to ask that right now. I don't know. I was just thinking about it since we're talking about this topic. Well, I guess that, I mean, I think that's a valid question. Like, do you wish, do you, did you ever wish, oh, I wish, I wish I wouldn't, would have kept those receipts secret or no. I wish she wouldn't have approached me that way? No. Okay. I really don't remember the conversation we had on the phone. I think, Which is I, good. I, think I remember more of it just from us talking about it since then on the podcast. But. Do you, do you remember the feelings after? She confronted you about that? Or were you were you so overwhelmed with probably a new job, new, new I, yeah. I know I was really scared to be in Belize where there just wasn't support. much support. And especially being there alone for I don't know how long. How long was like I there before weeks. you? Okay. I mean, I was clear up in this. There was nowhere to go. I was literally <laughs> on this little at the resort with no roads to or from, like, yeah. you know, working 20 hours a day. Like, what was what kind of trouble was I going to get into? But, <laughs> was that comforting know. for you, though, of 
at uh, the time. Yeah. That kind of being isolated. Knowing that, okay, maybe there's not that much support or somebody to talk to you down at the resort. But, but there's also that much opportunity, not much opportunity. There was still porn and masturbation, both of which were things I was trying to stay away from and not. Yeah. So those were a temptation. But as far as like anything beyond that, no. <laughs> there was when I was in town when we lived in Belize. I've never heard this. Yeah, I don't think we ever talked about it. Oh. Let's talk about it. Interesting. There. Just... Now, when you say you're, when you say in town, what does that mean? So we lived at the resort up on the north end of the island, fourteen miles north of town. And the only way to get there was a boat ride. Yeah, and oh. it was literally just totally isolated, just a ten acre patch cleared out of the jungle. And remind that. me, how long was the boat ride? Like thirty minutes. Yeah. And but you and I had that apartment in town, Jessica. Yeah. That we got that we just go stay in on Saturday night so that we could be in there for church because mm-hmm. otherwise. The boat schedule didn't work out. And it was also like our one chance to actually get away from work. Yeah. Because even when we were off at work, we were still at work and surrounded by work people. And if we even yeah. went out to sit on our front porch and enjoy the evening, work people would come talk to us. And Anyway, so we had an apartment in town. Yeah, I couldn't imagine living at ShipZoom all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Matt would never stop working. It's true. But in town, that's when my mind would start to wonder what is there out here yeah or who or you know and i never like went and did anything or found anything but there were times like it it was on my mind when i was there there huh. was this draw to go out and see what there was now yeah. when, what were you looking for i don't even know like i don't i don't like there know. had to have been some gay clubs or bars or something there not that there was least, any like at least some gay bars. guys yeah but like i'm sure there was places you could have found that right were no and i don't know i don't think i knew about grinder then i don't even know if it was a thing then it was probably gay.com or adam for adam which were like <laughs> the pre the early dating websites which were pre my time but Pre you coming out. Yeah. My generation, (laughs) but pre me coming out. It is funny sometimes how someone will reference like, yeah, back in the days at gay.com and like hit my shoulder like, I'm sure you know, old man kind of a thing. And I'm like, no, I don't. (laughs) I was 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 alive then, but I, yeah. (laughs) Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Steve, does it feel like maybe you have lived these like two lives? Oh, yeah. Okay. Definitely. I mean, I kind of feel that way to a point, too. Okay. But maybe, uh, probably not as much as Steve. Because Steve's still part of my life. And, like, I'm still part of your life, but yours has gone very different directions. And I hear it all the time that people that are now, that I'm really close with, will just be like, I cannot even imagine. That Steve. I cannot picture this other Steve. I know them both very well. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. What were we talking about, though? How did we get on this? We were talking about coming out oh. and how to respond when somebody comes yeah. out. And it got me just thinking about when you and I actually had a real conversation that you admitted that you were gay. Mm-hmm. And just... Well, I wish I remembered details of that phone yeah. conversation. So but. in the phone conversation, Steve, you were in Belize. You were here in Boise. I'm in Boise. And so there was an admission. Do you remember what the conversation call? was about? Like, what I was... just remember calling you and saying, hey, I went to Deseret Book with these to return these things. And on there, it's just 
homo, homo, homo. Like it's abbreviated, you know, on the uh-huh. receipts how it's abbreviated. And I said, so I homo I, book, homo book, homo yeah, book. like her homo workbook, <laughs> homo study thing. And I was like, okay, he's obviously come to terms with the fact that he's gay, which I had already. If well, you've listened to our story, meant, like homogenous. <laughs> it was obvious. There was enough on there that I knew what it was saying. And I also knew that my husband was probably gay, right? I'd already found all the gay porn. We'd already had a conversation like this before, but he denied that he was gay in that conversation. So I in this phone call conversation, there was no denial. There was no denial. So he what was my response it. when you brought it up, Jessica? You know, I kind of remember <laughs> this. I don't remember. Steve's relying on the memories. This is what I remember. You can say whatever you I... want here. <laughs> <laughs> I said <Yes>. that? <laughs> this is what I remember because I don't remember it in detail either. I remember telling you I've bought some books for myself to read. I'm planning on reading those now. Like, and kind of where do we stand? Are we still continuing forward? And there was no question in that. It, that's what I remember is that both of us felt strongly that we wanted to stay married and we were committed to that. And that's what I remember coming out of this conversation. There was a lot of crying. And I don't really? know that you said a whole lot except enough to confirm that, yes, I am gay and I want to stay married. I'm sure there was a lot more said, but that's what I remember coming out of. I this. really don't remember specifics, but this had to have been one of those conversations that just where you shut down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of those where I just I mean, there's so many of those conversations where it's like I'm just like looking down on the two of us talking and just being like, how is this happening right now? Like how yeah. how am I having a conversation with my wife right now about whether or not where I'm where I'm having to state, yes, I want to stay married to you and no, I don't want to go out and be a gay man. Yeah. It was, it was, they were all very surreal and probably why I don't remember it is they were very painful and not memories I wanted to hold on to. Yeah. So Matt, when we talked about like a couple of weeks ago, we talked about Steve shutting down that first time we recorded. Yeah. And that was the first time you'd seen Steve do that. Yeah. That was kind of how I remember this phone call being. Of okay. Steve just saying what he could, but but also acknowledging that he wasn't in a place that he could own a lot of it or talk about it, all of it then. And I hated that when you were feeling awful, I felt nothing. My feelings would just shut off. Yeah. Because the alternative was to feel awful, awful feelings. And it's like my ability to feel and reason and think and use my words, just like all of it just stopped. Yeah. I would just... Like go in this little coma. So after this conversation, how did your conversations after this go? Like, was it back to normal? Was it back to like, did you, I, like, how I, often would you guys talk on the phone? I feel like you we were very, every day. Yeah. I feel like you were very cautious about bringing this up too much, Jessica, and oh, really yeah. gave me probably way more space and time than I deserved to like process this and you you really tried to let this all be on my terms as far as the conversations that were had around it and what was said and that's something I made a conscious effort to do throughout our whole marriage Mm -hmm. Jessica do you have any advice for anybody who may be listening right now of maybe reading a book going to a resource that would help them if they maybe have somebody in their life right now who they are thinking 
may possibly be gay. I like, are you talking from like an LDS standpoint or standpoint or just in anything. general? Anything. Ugh. So I, I'm very well referenced in the LDS literature. So I don't feel like I can speak to that as a, on a whole, but I would like to put together a list of books for people. So I'll dive into that this week to find some books because I do think that's super helpful. I think that reading other people's experiences and understanding those helps you so much when you're in this situation. I read two or three books in those three weeks before I moved down to Belize to try and and on, but just trying to know how to respond and what my life might look like from here on out and all of those things and and how this was for Steve. Like I wanted to be aware of what he was feeling and be considerate of that too. Because I'm just thinking about like the person who is going to be approached by somebody who may be coming out. Like if they can be even more prepared for a possible conversation, the better, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Steve always says, somebody will come out to you at some point in your life. Somebody you love, a family member, somebody you know is either wanting to come out to you or they will come out to you. It's going to touch us all. Yeah. One of the closest people in your life will come out to you at some point. Yeah. Not just like some distant person. It will be someone who is you feel very close to that you care so much about. Like at some point, we all have someone in our life that is gay. Yeah. And to be prepared for that and kind of have an understanding of how you will react. And that may be very different from how we feel. Like this, the tips we're giving today that we're going to get into a little bit here are based more around the idea that you want to keep that person in your life, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what we're creating and promoting, obviously, from our whole podcast. <laughs> but obviously, there are people who won't feel that way. And that's your decision and your terms. But I mean, if you want to keep those relationships with that person, you need to be aware of your feelings of how that might look beforehand. It's not going to be exact, but you can have an idea. Yeah. So what's our advice? Yeah. Okay, so one of the things that I've heard Steve say a lot and that I've heard from other people is when somebody comes out to you, don't make it about you. So, Steve, you've mentioned this, that it's hard when people say things like, well, what am I going to tell my kids? Or how am I going to share this with so-and-so? Or what does this mean for me? Don't make it about you in that moment. Right. Chances are they already, at least... I already felt like a huge burden and it was just like unbearable when someone's response was now this made things harder for them. Yeah. Because really it's not making things like I always think back I'm like it's not making things harder for me. Yes, it changes my life, but it's also so hard for this. It's harder for the person that's actually experiencing these things and feeling these feelings and has lived a life where they have felt like they're scared to admit this, right? Mm -hmm. I said right again. <laughs> and I would guess and I would hope that coming out has changed substantially since I did it 10 years ago. Yeah. So there's probably a portion of coming out stories that are, I mean, I'm sure they're all so different, but. I don't know. I, I I just my point is just what I feel and what I grew up feeling and thinking may be very different than what someone who's coming out in 2021 might have grown up thinking or feeling about themselves. But 
And while I think there's more awareness around it, it's kind of what you're saying, like people are more aware and understanding and we're trying to change the language and the dialogue around it so that there's not so much shame. Mm -hmm. I think there's still a long ways to go. And still a lot of people that are scared to admit this to people they love. Yeah. Because you don't know how they're going to react. So one of the things is don't make it about you. That's a really good starting point. When they say this, don't go knee jerk to you will like you'll think about well what does this mean for me <laughs> but try to not vocalize that in that moment for sure yeah any thoughts okay one of the things that i took to heart and tried to make a point of which we were kind of just talking about is to listen to understand and not give advice or to try to change them or change their mind like this isn't a choice they made don't ask them are you sure yes <laughs> Yeah, exactly. They are damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> if they are here saying this to you, then something is in them that's saying the life I've been living doesn't feel right, right? Mm-hmm. Like they might not be sure exactly how it looks for them, but there's obviously something inside that's that's speaking to them and, and wanting something different for their life. Mm-hmm. So any other terms like that or sayings that like verbiage that you can think of offhand? I'm not sure what you're asking. Like you said, don't say, are you sure? Oh. Like. <laughs> or so I've heard some people say like, oh, okay, well, we'll see. Things mm. like that where it's negating how they're feeling, but really listen to understand. Matt, you look like you want to say something. No, I'm just thinking and contemplating like. How this if, looks for you. For me. If no. you were in this position, what are you thinking about? No, I just. Honestly, I was thinking like. A circumstance of, oh, are we sure? Like, are are you sure? Like, we'll see where you end up in about five years. Yeah. Yeah. That's honestly all I was thinking about. (laughs) We'll see. Five years. And that's the thing is, everybody ends up in a different spot in five years than they thought they would be, right? Yeah. So it's, (laughs) I have to stop doing that. (laughs) So it's something to be aware of in that moment of talking about that. So listen to understand. Listen to what they're saying. Do you feel like asking questions is a good thing? Or is that something you need to read about the situation? I think it's something you have to read about the situation. Like, I mean, I would feel right now, like talking to Steve, I'm comfortable talking to Steve and asking him the question of, well, how long before you came out were you like contemplating this? Like, anyway, read the room. Right. And maybe make it known that you are welcome to tell me as much or as little about this as you want. Um, as the person coming out, oh, no, you're saying that as the, yeah, yeah, you're welcome to tell me. That's a great thing to say. You're welcome to tell me as much or as little. Or if you're struggling with it, just say the person that. Use your I statements. Yeah. I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. But don't make it about you. But don't make it about you. Like, I want to hear these things. I want to talk to you. And but also address that maybe you're feeling overwhelmed. Like that's that okay. I, I, think. I don't want to say the wrong thing to you. I want to yes. be. I am so glad you told me, and I want to be open to understanding all of this. Let me let me process this, and can we talk? Can we talk about this again soon or something? I yeah. don't. know. I'm trying to think of how to. Is there anything in your coming out story, Steve, that you wish was done differently? <laughs> whether <laughs> whether it's yeah, I mean. I mean, I've I've said it like my coming out story. I just don't know how it could have gone differently. I would not have had the balls to just own this and come out and 
make a life change. Like it had to be this grueling and this painful for me to like to accept this and to get to where I am. I just because here's the, here's kind of what I'm thinking, right? I, I know that there's probably going to be some people out there that know your story and that know your story and Jessica's story as and could look at it in this perspective of, well, Jessica, you pushed him to come out. I did. You pushed him. And it's I am, your fault. And I am glad you did. Like, And, and I, I just want to finish. Like, People are going to say and point the finger like it's her fault. That you were an enabler. I, <laughs> I have been told that, that yeah. I've enabled Steve to be gay. And yeah. But I really did push it. And sometimes I feel some... Like, I feel bad about that. I wouldn't say I feel guilty, but I, I've i worried that maybe I pushed it too much. But there was, I mean, it was hard because I, you came out. We had the discussion. I did not push you to come out to anybody while we were married. No. That was never, that was always on your terms. I very much respected that. I would ask you if it was okay, even if I talked about it in like my group settings where it was confidential, but still I don't, he knew people in that group. Steve, you wanted to say something? Just, just that you, you, I mean, you even, like you said, ran it by me before sharing this information with anyone else. Even though it was very much your story, your scenario, your situation, you needed to get this out off your chest. You needed support, but you still respected my input on do you mind if I tell so-and-so? Because I feel like she's someone I could talk to about this. Or, mm-hmm. But the first thought I had as you started talking was, like, I don't know that I answered the question all the way, but when you asked, was it okay, that phone conversation where you brought it up, it, it was. And it was, I mean, you needed to know as my wife, you did it in a way that was loving and full of compassion and with a positive intention. And, I mean, I am forever grateful for you for, like, paving the way for me to come out in a healthy way i you know i honestly i don't think i would have otherwise i think i i think it would have gotten i think i would bottle it up and it would have gotten so bad that i wouldn't have been able to live with it anymore and i think i would have killed myself i seriously think that's probably how my coming out story would have gone is that it wouldn't have i probably would have just ended my own life rather than come out had i not gotten the push from you and the acceptance and the, you know, you, you allowed me to come out very gradually in a way that was full of love and compassion and acceptance. And support. Which was, and support, which was not something I could even visualize. I couldn't have visualized myself coming out in a way that didn't end in ended relationships and ruined lives and heartbreak and, you know, me being alone and isolated from the people I cared about. and. So you showing me that that is not how coming out had to be is what actually allowed me to envision myself being able to come out in a healthy way. And be who you are. Yeah. And that was, well, I knew that was one of your greatest fears, that people wouldn't love you if they knew everything about you. Mm -hmm. And my whole thing was that I wanted to prove to you that people would. Yeah. And if I could love you as your wife, who this should feel so personal to, right? That this should be the person that this is the hardest for, could love you and accept this, then it would create a safe space for you to feel and understand that other people would too. And I hung on to that. Like, I still have. Like, when there are people 
at this point, I can't even think of any, but you know, years ago when there were people who couldn't, that struggled with this or couldn't get past it or let it change our relationship, I would always just think back to the only person, the one person who actually had a right to be angry about this and hate me for it and like abandon me for it. My wife, the one person whose life was completely <laughs> changed and turned upside down, she got past it. She loved me. She accepted me. She understood this. Like, you don't, and I, I, would, I wouldn't say this to someone, but my thought would just be like, you know, me coming out is not potentially ruining your life. So you don't, you don't get to, you don't get to choose not to. <laughs> yeah. You know, and if you do, that's on you, not me. I just, yeah. Yeah. But, but the, if, if you could get past it, if you could accept it, if you could love me, no one else had an excuse not to. <laughs> And I feel like, I mean, that's from what I understand of coming out is the scariest part for people is that they're worried that it's going to change their relationships and that they're going to lose these people they love. And I know there are a lot of people that that's a real thing that happens, mm -hmm. that they lose relationships and family. And that breaks my heart for them. But I also want them to know that there are people who will love and accept them and who are their people through all of that. It was definitely my and biggest that, fear. That was a gift I could give you, yeah. Steve. And so the next thing I have on this list of, of things to do is respond when somebody comes out is to express love. If you can't do anything else in that moment, express love to this person so that they know that they're loved. Because uh, I, I mean, there's just so much power in that. And I, that is the one thing I feel like I did right. Yeah. What, <laughs> when, if, what if a person in that moment can't express the love? Like, what should they do? Because I know that there's probably several instances where, when Steve, you came out to uh, maybe some of your family members and, and maybe they couldn't express love. Like, what, what were, I don't know, I, maybe this is a silly question, but. I'm thinking through all my coming out conversations <laughs> as best yeah. as I can remember them, which is not very well, honestly. They were, my it's head was spinning for all of them, but. I feel like ex express what you can in a kind way. Just be kind. If you can't blatantly say, listen, I still love you. I still want you a part of my life. Say the things you can say that are positive. To me, that is the one message that needs to get across is that you love them and you want them in your life and that this doesn't change that. You don't have to say anything more than that and you don't have to say those words, but somehow that is the message I needed to hear in order to not just absolutely panic that I had just lost this person by telling them this. I just needed in some way to feel they loved me and they still wanted me in their life. Yeah. And just thinking this through, like, like hypothetically, Steve, like if, if you were my cousin, for example, and you'd just come out to, to me or my family or whatever, I think like I would have expressed like, hey, Steve, this doesn't change the fact that you're still my cousin. This doesn't change the fact that you're still part of my family. And that's it. I mean, yeah. So what, what are your suggestions on your question, Matt? You asked, what does someone say or do if I they can't express if, love at that moment? Like what? And honestly, Steve, I'll, I'll be very transparent here. Like I'm thinking about your dad. Okay. I'm thinking about your dad as to how, how could he potentially just show even a little bit of love to you? as his son coming out as being gay. He did when I first came out to him. He 
Because if you remember back, I, I kind of came out twice to my family once as a gay man who was choosing not to act on it and staying with his wife and staying in the church. Yeah. And I vividly remember that conversation with my dad, phone conversation. He was the last of my family members that I called because I it was the conversation I was the most nervous about. But I called them all in the same day, one by one, and had this conversation. And that had he, been a tough day. Yeah, it was it was a lot. <laughs> yes and he but he responded with kindness and love and i mean his response to that coming out was positive and you know he and i never had like a super close relationship anyway so which is probably why i was so nervous about coming out to him it was just a very like business-like relationship so to speak but i mean he did establish that he was there for me in any way he could help and he was praying for me and wishing the best for me and he was glad that I told him and, you know, that he knows of other, other people that are in this scenario that struggle with same-sex attraction but have chosen to stay in with their wives and chosen to stay in the church and that he would support me in any way he could. So his initial response was kind of So that was the loving. first coming yeah. in. And that was in response to, hey, I'm working through this with my wife and I'm gonna, we're going to stay married and right. we're going to work through this. I no longer felt that after coming out to him as, hey, I'm moving forward. I, We're getting divorced. Jessica and I are getting divorced. I'm coming out publicly. I am going to face a new challenge. My, my new goal in life is to find a way to be okay with this side of myself and to find, to establish a healthy, fulfilling way to live life as a gay man. Because I, not because, but just, but from, from that point on, it changed. He, he, he couldn't, like, yeah, he couldn't show support anymore. And I no longer felt lover spore from him so i guess what i'm asking is what 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 do you wish you could hear from from your dad at this point same thing i already mentioned that i'm his son and he wants me in his life and i think this is a conversation we'll get into more we have a whole episode we were planning to record about this but i think this is okay. a good starting off point of this idea that because what you're saying what i'm hearing you say steve is that when you when you first came out and you were doing the things that he felt were right mm -hmm. and correct, you felt that love and support, right? But it was conditional. Yes. And then as you moved forward to do what you felt was right for your life, that support and love changed. It shifted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's a, a good conversation to have. Okay. And something to be aware of when somebody's coming out to you, how you express that love and support. Are you expressing the love and support for? You love them and support them for whatever they choose going forward. Which would be called like unconditional love, right? Yeah. Or are you expressing to them, I will love you and support you as you long as these... you meet my conditions. Yeah. 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 Which is conditional support. And not to be said that, uh, not, not to say that you as, that you can't set boundaries or yes i mean you that that will need to be a part of someone coming out to you will at some point not right off the bat but will need to involve certain boundaries of what you're comfortable with and what you're not but all of it with the underlying basis of i love you and i want you in my life and yeah. here's here's the boundaries and the guidelines you and i need to have in place that will work for both of us to allow us to continue to love each other and have each other in our lives and you're saying this should not be a conversation that is had up front. Up this, front. <laughs> this will come later with time yes. when both of you are 
So just because somebody's coming out to you, don't feel like you need to set those boundaries and conditions in that moment. Like that's really not the time to do it. There will be a time and a place and a and a conversation to have that. But that first initial conversation where somebody's coming out to you is definitely not it. So the last thing that I have up there is that as the person that somebody's coming out to, think of that as an honor. This person loves and cares about you enough and trusts you enough to open up about who they really are and this deep thing that they've obviously been holding for a while. Take that trust and feel honored with that. And if you can express that, just do in that moment as well to recognize that this is hard for this person and they must love me and care about me and my relationship with them a whole heck of a lot to be able to feel like they can tell me this. And that will change how you approach the conversation if you think of it that way. Because it's true. I think about if my kid came out to me, I would feel humbled and appreciate that they feel comfortable enough to do that. That we've created a relationship where they feel confident enough to be able to share who they are with me. And that is like my greatest hope (laughs) for all of my relationships with people is I want people to feel that level of comfort with me. I have some advice for the person coming out as well. But maybe that's another episode. I don't know. Should we dive into it? Should we wait? I feel like this is a long recording. It's a long one. Okay, we'll dive into that. Yeah, so next time let's talk about some advice that Steve, you would have for those who are on the verge of coming out or are ready to come out. Because there are things I should have thought through differently when I came out. As we all Expectations I had that were unrealistic of the people I was coming out to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those are definitely some good things to know. Yeah. Okay. I think that was a good conversation. Yeah. Started out with some good stories. (laughs) (laughs) Dropped some pride advice. We had an intermission and I got our (laughs) breakfast (laughs) delivered from this local brunch place. (laughs) I don't know if we're leaving any of that in or if it all got edited out. But yeah, at some point we said, oh, food's here. Hit pause. (laughs) It's the first time we've done that. Yeah. So just as a reminder, we have our coloring book out. And the last thing that we really wanted to tell you guys about or that we have coming up today, the tickets for our live event are available. You can go purchase them. It will be here in Boise. Uh, We are super excited to have this and to do this. It's August 28th at 7 p.m. We cannot wait to see you guys, to meet you face-to-face and to interact with you. We're going to be doing a live recording. We're going to have a Q&A. Um, there's talk of a dance party. Matt just like looks party. at me like, what? <laughs> <laughs> All sorts of fun things. We cannot wait to get to meet you. So go grab your tickets now. There is a discount until June I feel like I'm going to a high school dance. <laughs> Maybe that should be like a theme. No. We should, <laughs> we should all wear what we would have worn in high school. <laughs> no, that's not the theme. But June 30th. I feel like that's back. what's back in style now anyway. Oh, it totally is. It totally is. You have the discounted right until June 30th. So go pick up your tickets now. And we are so excited to meet you guys and to be able to have a live event. I... I'm so excited for things to start. Not going to lie. I'm a little bit mortified. What if I am not? <laughs> what if I'm not what people expect of me? 
<laughs> Matt, you're going to crush it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure you will surpass their expectations. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. <laughs> Just setting the bar real high there, yeah, Matt. <laughs> All right, so go pick up your coloring books. Enjoy a little queer gay pride this month and also pick up your tickets for our live event. Have a great day, guys. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Husband-in-Law. All right, now we have a challenge for you. We challenge you to go give someone a huge hug or send a simple gratitude note who needs to receive it specifically from you. If you've enjoyed this episode and you haven't subscribed yet, please be sure to do so now. Also, don't forget to give us a review. We read every single one of them. Until next time, keep striving to make your relationship the best it can possibly be.